I'm Bill Finn. You may remember me from other popular podcasts like This American Lice, Daycare Disasters, and The Crafty Brewtown Strangler, The Limited Edition Killer. Take it from me, a good podcast is like a fine wine, perfect for binging. It's season three of the Bait and Switch Podcast. Welcome back to the Bait and Switch Podcast. My name is Jim Martin, here again with my co-host, as always, Chris Beyer. We're here with a very special Bait and Switch Podcast. Nobody knows this, but it's the first time on a Zoom call. Right now, we're in the, the middle of the COVID-19 lockdown, and so we, uh, we decided to do a Zoom call with Jimmy Finley, coming back to us for the second time from Wauwatiki. How are you doing, Jimmy? I'm doing great. How are you guys today? Great. It's good to see doing you. Good. I got to think that our listeners will pick out that this is a Zoom podcast, don't you no. think, because of the voice quality? No, it's going to be seamless, completely <laughs> seamless. <laughs> you are the engineer, listen. James. Yeah, right. <laughs> I expect nothing less. That's right. <laughs> so, you know, uh, keeping the theme of COVID-19 a little bit, I guess, we were going to talk to you, Jimmy, a, b- a little bit about what it's like being a, the owner of a bar, a bar slash restaurant in these times and what things are like. Let me take it back to the beginning. I was going to ask, in that week that things were shutting down, tell us about your your hopes and your fears and and how (laughs) things developed in terms of the the shutdown when it happened back in March. Oh, gosh. At first, I was very optimistic that Wisconsin might hopefully see that uh, we don't have to do a, a statewide shutdown. But as, um, you know, all the states around us and national sporting events and concerts and everything just started uh, going that way, Pete, he just knew we were going to follow suit. So my optimism went from, hey, I think we'll operate at 50% capacity. Like, we're not going to get shut down completely. I I think we'll be all right. And, uh, you know, two months later now, um, the optimism is, is harder to come by because I think by May 26th, I think we might get pushed back again, unfortunately. Yeah. If you guys recall, the day Wisconsin had to shut down, I believe, was St. Patrick's Day. And by oh. 5 p.m., everyone uh, had to close, you know. So we just closed that day and just had a kind of an all-day meeting uh, and just determined what, uh, how we were going to move forward. And luckily, we were able to do carryout. We've been doing carryout six nights a week um, okay. every day since then. And um, even opened up our kitchen hours from noon to 9 p.m. So that's, okay. you know, nine hours of kitchen time daily instead of about that six or six and a half we, uh, we used to do beforehand. Sure. Really, you're a bar, but you've really done a lot of focus on your food. You got the gluten-free stuff, you know, and, and you're really focused on really good, solid quality food. And if you didn't have that, you'd have nothing right right now. Correct. We're taking this time to rearrange our kitchen. We've done the, the back bar, you know, like where all the shelves are for your bottles, like your your high-end bottles and stuff. We kind of redid that area. So we're doing all this cleaning. We're running food specials a lot during the week, and we're Mm -hmm. seeing uh, what kind of new things like a beef brisket sandwich, how that might go over. I I got one of those. Hey, all right. (laughs) I like it. Yeah, we're experimenting with different kinds of sauces and uh, different seafood options. And we at least get to use this time as a really good test period to see what's selling we changed our black bean burger to a portobello sandwich. 
And we've, you know, we've had people go like, Hey, when are you bringing this back? You know, we'll text them back on Facebook. We'll just say it, it's on our menu right now. Yeah. Just, just order online at wawatikis.com. It's there, you know, get it any day. <laughs> right. Right. That's awesome. Are you, that's, are you guys cool. selling much, if any alcohol? Um, we've put together a couple of drink packages. The, the thing that is a little difficult with that is legally, um, you can't mix a drink together and then just throw it in like some sort of container and slap a lid on it. It has to be a sealed container. So how have the sales been for the food? It is a little brutal. Yeah. Um, Friday nights have just been bonkers. Uh, mm-hmm. having a fish fry is very beneficial, I think, to any Wisconsin restaurant. For sure. And, um, you know, if you got one close by, uh, you know, it beats uh, going out to like a neighboring community and and taking that food home. So I think a lot of people in the community are very helpful in keeping us afloat. Um, The thing is, Fridays are really busy and then the rest of the days of the week are are pretty quiet, just doing some food orders here and there. But, you know, people have a lot of options. They have a lot of places they're probably trying to support. And, um, you know, a lot of people are taking this time to maybe eat a little healthier, maybe try some different things in their diet. So we've gotten a lot of uh, really good positive feedback on our online orders. People just saying, thank you so much for being open. Uh, you know, this is such a blessing that we still get to order out and uh, get the gluten-free food right. we need, you know, either for ourselves or for our children that might have an allergy. And um, So it, it's great we're still there. And uh just didn't close the doors and and say you know let's just take a break right now and see what happens in, in a couple months where we've been really happy going to work every day trying to get creative with our food menu and we're going to be launching a, a new menu at some point after reopening so how are you guys uh how are you guys getting the word out for this stuff i mean i know you got your web your uh facebook page uh but is there any are you doing any other advertising or anything else uh, yeah, Facebook uh, has to do with a lot of it. You know, we have our Facebook and Instagram pages. So right. we are getting a lot of new patrons, a lot of new people. Some people just uh, discover that we just have food. You know, they think Tiki Bar. And we've talked about this last time over yeah. a year yeah. ago. It's like, oh, yeah, right. you guys have food here? Great. Yeah, what? yeah right. <laughs> yeah, right. we have for a long time now. <laughs> yeah. Is yeah. there any um, camaraderie with fellow bar and restaurant owners during this time, have you guys been in contact with other people that run other bars and restaurants to see how they're doing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, one that I have really enjoyed keeping in touch with is uh, Walters right down on 70th and North. Oh, nice. Um, okay. I had to pop in on them last Friday because we had a little miscommunication and we ran out of to-go bags. So oh, we no. have such a great relationship with Walters that we uh, went in and asked if we could borrow some to-go bags. Yeah, and nice. they were really cool. They, you know, they gave us a few to get us by. And, uh, you know, I told them I'd uh, come come in for some tacos this coming Thursday and uh, drop off some wings for them. <laughs> oh, nice. There you go. Is there, any, is there any anger building up among, you know, the restaurant and bar owning community about this lockdown? Are you guys getting frustrated? I think there's a lot of frustration. Um, you know, it just, it just comes down to, you know, what do we hear a lot about business owners? You, uh, you, you might have put your life savings into it. You might have worked so hard for years really not earning much money until you pay off debt and all of a sudden you you kind of invested in a career for yourself you know so for a lot of people like myself it is very frustrating to to take that kind of risk and um now for the last couple months thinking every single day are we going to survive are we going to survive and uh most people I, i believe are really optimistic still that this is just something we have to get through 
but um, I do really, my heart does go out to people that, uh, that need to support their family. You know, I'm really hoping in the next month or so, um, you know, safe reopens for more businesses start happening. I think private citizens, I think we can show just as well as, uh, as the government can, that we can, we can be safe and that we know how to, how to serve people safely and how to make them feel comfortable coming into our businesses. Mm-hmm. Well, have you thought about um, maybe give a discount on gift cards, as crazy as that is, you know, $50 gift card for 40 bucks or something, and then you get some cash flow coming in at least. Yeah, yeah, we have put on our website, uh, you know, the gift cards are still available and um, you don't need the physical gift card. You can order them again right through wawatikis.com and, uh, you know, the barcode or the scan that you would need would be right on your phone when you come in and want to use it. Yeah, that might be something we have to look forward to a little bit more if uh, if we don't get this reopen date uh, as planned or or if we're really limited to the amount of guests we can serve uh, by May 26th. You know, as May continues and going into June, we, we, we might actually look at that a little closer and, uh, and see if we can sell more gift cards at a, at a discount. What is your stated capacity there? Our capacity, I believe, is 96 people. 96. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah, you know, it'd be nice if we got to reopen at a percentage, maybe like a 25% of our capacity. But I'm really worried it's just going to be 10 people tops. And then... You know, with the nice weather approaching, hopefully, um, will that be patio and indoors, or right. will there hopefully be uh, a number of people per per seating areas? And I think that uh, remains to be seen. Yeah. But um, I was I saw a little thing on Sweden and what they're doing with their stuff, and you know they have all these rules. You know, people can't sit more than three people together, and you know they have they have uh, places marked on the floor where the the chairs have to stay and maybe they can learn from something like that. Um, it's tricky because you know, I don't want to go down this COVID path too far because, you know, everybody's talking about it. You can talk about it all day, but, but uh, everybody's got their opinions about this whole thing. I mean, in the whole government. So it just depends on which, which person is in charge where you live. Um, you know, like with uh, my optimism always kind of going up and down, one yeah. place that, that I get optimistic again is um, I think a lot of restaurants are really, going to have to push their to-go services and if they have them delivery services because mm-hmm. we really need people to uh to keep ordering takeout while we yep. can maybe only have 10 or 20 guests when we could uh could support 100 if we needed to yeah. <laughs> it's, one, it's one thing to open and it's another thing to have people have confidence to come in there's going to be a certain number of people yep. that just won't resume their normal activities Not yeah absolutely long. Yeah, you know, we, we have to remember uh, with, with some states that haven't closed and some that are reopening now, it's still up to the business if they feel safe opening or not, if they have the clientele that wants to come in, if they have the staff for it. Yeah, you know, hopefully the, the science is keeping up with, uh, with what our economy needs to start doing again. So everyone does feel safe opening and guests and customers feel safe coming in. Yep. So, hey, I wanted to ask you about, you know, going. I had the same question about collaborating with other other bars and restaurants in the area and that kind of thing. And I was wondering, is that something you guys do normally or is that just something that you guys kind of did because everybody's kind of in the same boat? When, when it comes to local people, we keep in touch just kind of a, like on a local, you know, friendly level. But um, you can really get a lot of input just going online and seeing what restaurants are doing all over the country, actually. I think, oh, okay. uh, I think a big thing is um, restaurants doing family style dinners and then trying to get pre-orders for them. And we've been looking into that a little bit for maybe like a Saturday night family style dinner. 
Oh, nice. And, uh, so yeah, there's there's things like that. I know a lot of businesses in the Milwaukee area, they're using this time to really focus on their social media presence mm-hmm. and just really pushing deals out there, even if they're not making much money off of them, but still just to like really create good social media presence, like take great pictures of of booze, you know, like liquor and uh, drink packages or take great pictures of their food and, um, and really get their, they have to keep their presence out there in people's minds, even sure. if they're not getting uh, the business they once were, they, they need that business to come back. So right. uh, being in a community like Wauwatosa is nice because we're not a, Wauwatiki is not a restaurant that can hold two or 300 people. We don't have them nationwide or anything. We just got this fun little tiki bar in a great community and we're, Mostly just, you know, relying on keeping that, that product good for people mm-hmm. and um, experimenting with, uh, you know, some different dishes and different food. And just we really have to keep it. Uh, we got to keep it fresh for people because it's hard for restaurants right now to hold their entire menu um, with the product you have to buy. Sometimes um, these vendors are running out of product. Oh, Sometimes sure. you have to buy things in bulk and then you're just not going to sell enough of it and it's going to spoil. So, you know, there's some items that you might not find on our website right now, but it's because it just costs too much and we don't want to waste it. <laughs> oh, sure. Right. Is there yeah. any issues with the, the meat shortage involving your menu? Yeah, well, uh, hopefully, luckily it's not hurting us yet. You know, we go to Restaurant Depot a lot to get a lot of our, our food products. And every time we go, there's, they're out of something. You know, it might be... Oh, yeah might be like a pork roast one week and then it might be a beef product next week. And so it's, it's a little scary going in there, hoping that we can get what we need to keep serving people what they want. We track sure. uh, how well our items are doing. We're doing like really great business with sandwiches right now, especially yeah. being gluten-free when people want to go out and, and get a sandwich and they really don't have a lot of choices they're you know, they kind of hope if they're in the mood for a sandwich, the restaurant they go to has a gluten-free bun option. Not all of them do. So right now we're buying buns like crazy. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just, just hoping that, uh, that's why we're kind of doing more stuff with sandwiches like that, uh, beef brisket and that portobello sandwich I talked to you guys about earlier. People are mm-hmm. really just in the mood for a good sandwich and fries. <laughs> this might be kind of a little bit of a morbid question, but as a result of the quarantine, there might be a number of businesses that don't survive, notably restaurants and bars. Have you ever given thought to that if you guys come out the other side healthy in a strange way, it might help your business? Um, yeah, I mean, I think Pete and I are always in the business of wanting everyone to succeed. Right. Um, you know, when we were the new kids on the block in East Tosa, we kind of had to show we're not here to take anything over or interrupt anybody or step on anyone's toes. We're just here to... Um, make the you know east side of tosa more enjoyable and more options and just have more fun and um yeah there there are going to be places that might not uh that might not survive this we definitely hope we're not one of them and um it really shows how much uh, creativity people need to do and how much we need to innovate at times to uh to just kind of stay fun stay popular stay relevant and um at the same time you know keeping all of like your cleaning practices good and and your food service good and you always got to keep up on how good your product is right? as well yeah. as keeping yeah. up with the times. <laughs> I'm sure that the fact that you're in an area where there's a bunch of new bars, it's helpful to have other bars in the area so people go to that region to visit all the different areas, all the different bars mm-hmm. in that region. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I, I really don't know how, how the trends are going with, uh, with how people decide what takeout they want and when they want it. But, um, yeah, with, yeah, the area was getting, was getting really fun, especially with, uh, I might butcher the name, but, uh, Caluchenza. Is that, is that the, the restaurant that's the old Juniper 61? Oh, okay. Uh, that that, that new, yeah, the new Italian place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were really picking up steam and we were really loving that they were there because they were very similar to Juniper 61 and the fact that there's a great restaurant to go to right down the street from us. And, uh, you know, maybe people start there for dinner or work their way back towards us or whatever direction they're going. Yep. Yep. Um, we always love being that spot for dinner or for that pre-drink or, uh, or after dinner drink. And, you know, we'll, we'll take, we'll take any of that kind of business as long as, uh, as someone else is getting it right in the area too. Right. Is there anything else that might be a bright spot in this situation that you've seen? Like, Oh, you know, we never would have thought about doing this thing that might continue on for uh, after this whole thing is over. Any, any other bright spots you might see? Well, you know, I, I do actually have an answer for you. It's something that Pete and I have talked about for a long time already, and that could be possibly bottling or canning some of our signature drinks. Okay. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a company called Cutwater that uh, hopefully some of your, your listeners are familiar with. They, they're doing a lot of cocktails in a can, and there's other companies like them that are doing cocktails in a can. And, um, you know, we, we've been talking to some other companies and some other individuals and just kind of getting our feet wet a little bit on what that might look like if, uh, if we were to bottle or can some of our cocktails. And um, yeah. one of our little plans on the business model we have right now is it'd be great to have a, a couple more locations of Wawatiki to have this cocktail in a can and be selling them at our own locations and then, uh, you know, trying to go off with, with the golf courses or grocery stores or other bars and restaurants. So that's, that's something that we've thought we've been talking about for a while now. And so it's not a COVID-19 related innovation, but it is something that we have a little more time to spend on now because uh, we don't have to bust our butts right now as much as we used to. (laughs) Right. That sort of flows into another question I had, which is, have you guys been discussing anything, anything you might do differently to prepare in case something like this happens again in the future? Like but, have them work on developing the vaccine or something? Uh, no, mean, no, 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 no. To prepare your business oh, for a oh. situation where I might have to close it, you know, for a couple Local of Local Hawaiian shirt wearing dudes come up with the vaccine. Right, right. Do you, do you that's what I'm expecting. Microbiology. <laughs> <laughs> I was really looking, that's what I thought all the optimism was about, but I guess, you know, maybe not. <laughs> so, you know, some, some more of that optimism, we have to look into it further, but I believe you can sell alcohol to go at your restaurant in Wauwatosa before midnight. So we might want to look into that a little bit too, like what the guidelines there are, you know, sure. if, uh, selling like six packs to go or mm-hmm. selling cocktails to go. Um, we've touched on that just a little bit, Pete and I, because uh, at Wauwatiki, we don't get a lot of bar guests up until two in the morning or two thirty on Fridays and Saturdays. We, you know, we have a great dinner rush, great cocktail after dinner rush. And by midnight, one o'clock, we, you know, we start thinning out a little bit. So sure. that might be something kind of good for us to look into is, um, is how we can promote, Hey, you know, it's getting kind of late. You might want a little nightcap when you get home. There you go. Have this, try this out. We can sell this to you and you walk out the door and 
we're not in the business of over-serving either. So uh, right, right. <laughs> if you got to get home and you feel like having a cocktail at home, we're, we might look into that more too. Sure. You talked about the possibility of other locations. It seems there's three areas in Milwaukee that are kind of the hip places for a bar like yours. There's Tosa, there's the North Shore, say Shorewood, and then there's Bayview. Are those some of the areas you're looking at? What about downtown? No, um, we, we, always, we always think of different locations, and uh, we get people all the time taking uh, the Wawatiki and turning it into, what about a Piwaka Tiki? What about a right. Mequon Tiki? And, you know, they, just, they try to come up with a, a funny name for it. We thought <laughs> the best possibility could be, you know, like the Mad Tiki, do a Madison one. But uh, I think it's very, uh, very important just to keep the name Wawatiki, no matter where we might possibly open a second location. If if we could go uh, out of state, that would just be such a great uh, talking point with people. It's like, why is this called Wawatiki? Where did this come from? How did you guys? How they come up with this? So, brand, for branding purposes, yes, yeah, absolutely. It's hard, yeah, hard, hard to brand uh, a a branch. Uh, style restaurant if they all have different names right right yeah Yeah. we talked about them the initial podcast about how at least i feel and i'm sure you do too that really was a stroke of genius to come up with that name yeah i mean uh, i don't know if you guys recall if if pete told you last time but it was a guy out of chicago that worked for our design company that came up with it we just thought oh my gosh like i can't believe we didn't think of this (laughs) right that's brilliant yeah it's one of those things where like the Nike logo, you've heard the story behind that where some local guy in Oregon came up with that for 50 bucks and they gave him that little swoosh that Wawatiki name cost you guys a hundred bucks. If I remember, I think we paid our, the guy that designed it a little bit more than that, but um, yeah, it, we didn't have to pay him that much. And if it's yeah. all over the country someday that, uh, yeah, that, that contract is, is over with. He is not getting royalties. <laughs> right. Right. It's a good deal for you. Yeah. <laughs> so Jimmy, uh, we've got a lot of good information here about uh, what's going on here with the quarantine with you. Let's go ahead and wrap up uh, the first half of the podcast. We'll take a little bit of a break and we'll come back and do the second half. And so for our listeners, you'll get the second half next week. So let's take a little bit of a break. All right, guys? Sounds good. That sounds good to me. Join us next time on the Bait and Switch podcast for the conclusion of our interview with the co-owner of Wawatiki, Jimmy Finlay when he shows us what it's like to take the moral high ground. Are you watching that uh, Jordan documentary? No, I haven't seen it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not either. I don't uh, I don't have ESPN as part of my cable package right now. Mm-hmm. I think it'll show up on Netflix. I think it's it's going to be on there as well. Yeah. I hope it does because I steal Pete's account info for Netflix, so I, I have that. You're being recorded, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>